Tonight, I talked to Jason Almy about Robert Eggers' The Northman, released in 2022. I'm hardcore because I've got the companion book, the soundtrack. I studied the film extensively. It is a visually striking revenge film with an amazing ending. It's not a Hollywood ending. It's an ending. Or is it a beginning? Tonight, Jason and I talk about that on the podcast. Well, you all know it as the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Uh, Some people grow tired of their own brand. It's funny because some students came across my TikTok and Dr. Zeus and they figured out that was me. Probably because also I showed them the video and you may, and I'm like I'm trying to hide the you know thing because I guess I was trying to come across as cool which I guess I am I don't know I'm not going to tell my own horn you know I like what I like in life and I make no apologies for that and like when they one time I had them I one of them wanted to know what my favorite band was and they were listening to Tool and they said this was too long and I said hey more for me. What do you mean more for you? I said, more for me. How can you listen to this? And I said, because that's who I am. When I'm your teacher, I'm your teacher. But when I'm not your teacher, that's who I am. The man who listens to that and lives inside of it. And the same with a film like The Northman. Oh, my God, that film. You know, you watch it. I remember I watched it and I felt like I was Omelette. I felt like I was. I felt like I was transported there by the cinematography and Robert Eggers' direction. I mean, that's what really a good director does. A good director takes all of these different things and it's making this this banquet. And you have to have the right ingredients for everything. And at the end of it, you also have some have to have some love for it. If you don't have love for it, then it's not going to come out right. Yes, The Northman did not do well at the box office. Who fucking cares? That's not why I watched it. I watched this film because I wanted to see it. And when I saw it, I loved it. It didn't make me... uh, I didn't feel conflicted watching it. It didn't make me think, oh my God, this is... It's not as good as it was. Now, some people had different reactions to that. But Jason and I tonight are going to talk about The Northman and the other films that Robert Eggers did so brilliantly, The, the Witch and the, the, uh, the Lighthouse. He is right now doing, um, I think, is it production? Pre-production for uh, his version of Nosferatu. I have to say it with the accent because that's how I roll. Nosferatu. No, or if you would say Nos, Nosferatu. But I say Nosferatu because it's Nosferatu. Okay? So he's doing that right now as we speak. But tonight it's about the Northman. This visually striking story starring Alexander Skarsgård and the amazing Anya Taylor-Joy. Stay tuned. Now we have liftoff. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Um, I don't want this light on me because it's like, psh. yeah. We're waiting on Jason Almy of Shit Happens When You Party Naked, who saw the North Man. You know I'm hardcore when I've got the fucking book and I've got the soundtrack. It's it's not a movie you can watch every day. It's not like I can every day. Oh my God, I'm going to watch the North Man. No, this is like a feast. This is like a, a, a delicacy. And every now and I think I've seen it a total of four times. And I'll watch it. One night I watched it and then I got stoned afterwards. And then I thought it was a fucking Viking and I couldn't find my sword. And I'm like, because, you know, those things take a while to kick in. I think the credits were rolling and, you know. But in 2022, I saw this in the theater. I absolutely loved it. There is Jason Almy. All right, you filthy animal. Um, we can even talk about why after 35 years, Beetlejuice is coming back. Why? But then you see those photos of Winona Ryder. It's like, oh shit, my childhood. 
and Michael Keaton. I mean, what the fuck? What the fuck? Um, okay, we're gonna go live and um how do I do do um send a request if you can. Um we're gonna talk about the North Man. Of course, I've got a liquid death. This is my last one until payday. Um Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I um I bought a lot of bribes for the seventh grade and it wiped me out. $177. Plus you've got other little wonderful bills coming into play. But remember, I'm, I'm not a parent. I'm not married. Um, so the money is just, you know, yeah. Um, right now I have the soundtrack to the Northman plane. That's, I'm hardcore. I'm fucking hardcore. There you go. I, and I had the physical soundtrack, too. All right. So let's see if we can. Do you want to be a moderator or do you want to? Um, how are we going to do this shit? Okay. Okay. So here we go. Um, how am I going to? Oh, no. What the fuck am I doing? Fuck. I don't even know. Okay. Be a request. At the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, if the technology can permit it, because after all, I'm in California, not too far from... Ah, there he is. What's going on? You can't hear me? I can't hear you. <laughs> I can't hear you. No, I know. That's why I do it old school like this. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I got that microphone you... I, it's plugged in right there so let's see i still can't hear you i can't hear you <laughs> let's see if we can how are we gonna do this um okay let me see if i can what about now all right about, now i can better? hear you how you doing I'm like, it's my ceiling. <laughs> I've got that cheap mic that you recommended to me, so I have that plugged in. Yeah, that's good stuff. I, uh, I'm like, uh, I can barely hear you. Really? I gotta, I gotta have, I'm adjusting my levels like way, way up. Yeah. Because I've never done this on Instagram, and I'm more like, we're going through the, my Instagram. Oh, shit. He's got the setup. Yeah, we're going through my shit, and um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you use StreamYard. I'm a boomer. I need yeah. To how to use no, because you're you're 81, right? 81, yeah. 81. So you're 81. you've missed. I don't know when the cutoff is for Generation X. It's either 80 or 81. Look online, and it, it's like um, it's like 81 or 82. Okay. But like okay. I don't. I don't okay. I, people Six, like 65 to 82, probably. Yeah. Every, Everyone's like, you're a fucking millennial. I'm like, nah. I, I, take, <laughs> I take pictures of my food sometimes. Like, yeah. Fuck yeah. It. I took a picture of sushi this week. Oh, always. This what it is. So, you know, not so, very With the Northman, I was talking. Yeah. I was talking about the textures of this film. I mean, I'm hardcore right there. I got this. Um, what, what is is that the book? That's, yeah, it's a companion book. Oh shit! What, what is it? What 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 type of material is it? All like photography, or is it? It's photography, and it and it talks about like the historical accuracy. Who is also a New Englander, such as yourself? Oh shit! Yeah, cool. yeah. yeah. I'm only a New Englander, like I'm transplanted by marriage. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. Got the liquid death, dude. I saw that I, I i need to go get some more i saw it at uh walmart the walmart near me carries it now they're um, they're spreading out i had that in the, class, the classroom and the eighth graders thought it was a beer teacher what'd you bring a beer for then they all want a taste so i say okay one of them brings me a water bottle they start sharing oh i'm gonna get drunk and i'm just sitting there like so then they're like this isn't beer it's just mango yeah. it's sparkling clean water yeah. and then what grade? they found my tiktok what grade was that these kids are dumb. eighth grade eighth grade 
Jeez, I was already getting drunk in eighth grade. Not oh, they were doing some of that. Some fun. But yeah, the Northman, I you you were doing a show with Adam yeah. when I was seeing it at the theater. Yeah. And I got to tell you, that movie was just amazing. And and it, it didn't. A good it, experience in the theater. Yes. I mean, visually. Yes. You know. And it, but also at the same time, it's not. As I was telling the audience, it's not a movie you can watch every day. Yeah. It's a visually striking movie, but at the same time, it's like a, it's like really good sushi. You can only have it so often. And it's kind of a heavier film with the themes and everything like yes. that. Like it, that's a tough one. That's like yeah. a, that's like a therapy session. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, it, it's good. Sometimes, but like you don't want to go no. through that experience every single no. day because it's a lot. It takes a toll. Yeah. But uh, it's definitely a badass film. Mm -hmm. Definitely. You know, my wife, sometimes we go to a movie and it's like $13 for a matinee ticket or whatever. It's ridiculous mm -hmm. the prices for the movies up here. I don't know if they're expensive yeah. where you're at too, but it's Oh, yeah, definitely. Ridiculous. Like you'll easily, if you, you want to go to like the RPX, which is not even IMAX, but it's like the better theaters you're here. Yeah. It's like the better and the better audio it's like 15 or 16 bucks mm -hmm. per person for a ticket and my wife is like why do you want to spend 33 bucks to go see this movie before you even buy popcorn or whatever it's like 50 dollars yeah. usually after i bought popcorn and, and diet coke and shit like that and she's like why do you want to still do that but i'm like there's some movies you need you need that yeah you need to be on a big screen there's some movies that mm -hmm. just watching mm -hmm. it on your your iPad and your bed. It's I don't just, know, it's not the same. It's not, it's not the same. I know you're you're with me in that you're a purist on this shit. To so this people like, oh, day. I'll just stream it at home or whatever. I'm like, that's fine yeah. if it's like a comedy. It's not yeah. like a really big, but like there's so many movies that you need to see on a, on a big screen. You just can't get that at home. You don't have, I mean, even an 85-inch television is nothing yeah. compared to the screen. Yeah, you need to see it on like a giant fucking mm -hmm. cinema screen. Cool. And well, it's like the Chris Cornell song we were talking about. To this day, I have not watched that James Bond at home. I can't. Because I saw it in the theater, yeah. and that's how, even even Skyfall, I cannot watch at home. I because it, 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 you know. I just love the, I love those Bond movies yeah. too much. Like, I have to watch them at yeah. home. But, um, but Casino Royale, I saw on IMAX. Mm -hmm. I saw it in IMAX mm -hmm. theater. Mall of Georgia in Newford, Georgia. That the, the IMAX that they got is fucking tremendous. Mm -hmm. Fucking tremendous. Yeah. And uh, I saw that there, and I I wasn't expecting much. Like yeah. you know, I think these young kids these days got to remember that when Casino Royale dropped, it had been I don't know like five years or so since Die Another Day. Mm -hmm. Maybe even maybe even four years. It hadn't been that long. Two thousand two years. Yeah, and Dying of the Day was just a fucking herd. It was just I remember yeah. seeing Dying of the Day in the theaters and just thinking, What the fuck is this? Like he was like surfing on a car door or something like that. I was like, Come on. I remember. I think it was only a big deal because of Halle Berry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she had and just won Madonna the Oscar. Did the song for it. Yeah, and she just won the Oscar for Monsters Ball or whatever. Monster <laughs> or whatever. Monsters what is it? Oh, I can't Bob, remember the name of the movie. Monsters Ball, where Billy Bob Monster shows Ball. his balls. Yes. Um, Monsters Ball. Yeah, I saw that scene, too. That yeah, nice, oh, God. But, but, uh, but, yeah, the Northman, I was going to say, how did how, how did you, when you first watched it, how did you interpret it? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it was very Shakespearean. I mean, it obviously, it felt like it drew a lot from, um, you know, Hamlet with the... Mm -hmm. You know, the father getting took out and the son bowing for revenge. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they, they obviously did some spins on it because, well, I mean, and even still with the mom, you know, Nicole Kidman's character is very similar to Hamlet's mom. And Hamlet had to wonder, like, was mom... The Oedipus complex. Yeah, so the, the, you know, the, the weird kind of Oedipal thing with the mom. I, I So I felt like it was, it was like Hamlet, except they, they deep pussified him. Yes. It wasn't just like this whiny little, like, pretending to be crazy, like Hamlet, you know, like, he doesn't fuck shit up till the end, and even then it's questionable, but, like, Eric Northman, he fucks some shit 
Oh, like you, you know, put a sword in that dude's hand and he was going to fuck the sword. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. Just ask, ask his mom. I mean, like, don't fuck with the dude. He didn't <laughs> want to hurt her, but, you know, like, yeah. She, unfortunately, she got in the way. She got, she made shit difficult. And she suffered for it, unfortunately. And then you got, I don't think he was going to kill his mom. Yeah, Bjork was in that movie. And Bjork, who doesn't do many films. Yeah. yeah. She's not like Cher, where she had like a decade where she was going on. I don't know. Why that's not I heard, I heard, heard Believe on the radio. I was out, I was, I, I stopped at like a Walmart or something to get some children's ibuprofen. And I heard Cher, I heard uh, from like 1998, yeah, on the radio. And that's probably what put that in my head just now. But yeah, like Cher had this period of time where she was doing a lot of movies and stuff. Oh, yeah. In the 80s, she did. A ton of movies, like Moonstruck, which, and all that shit. She's a Beastwick. The Beastwick, yeah, with Jack Nicholson, yeah. So it's so know. funny with Jack. She calls him Johnny. Yeah, why? Because uh, you think it's. I think that's his real name. Huh? So she's oh. that's what she's about, you know. She's like, oh Johnny, oh Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was like a reference to Shiny. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but you know, like um, with the North Man, I thought it. it you know, it's probably he leaned a little bit more into, you know, some of the action, which is, it's interesting because some of his previous films were such slow burns, like The Witch was yeah. such a slow, slow burn that it's like, what the fuck is happening and how am I... In the lighthouse, too. Until the end. And then shit just gets real. Like, it's like uh, it's like an hour and a half of just what the fuck is happening and then, like, mm-hmm. shit gets real at the end and everybody dies and it's like, holy fuck. Then it's like, witch titties and then it's the, it's credits, you know, like, <laughs> like that shit got lit the last ten minutes. Is like fucking. And then and then on murder the Taylor Witch Joy. Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who's in his first film? Yeah. She and 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 so I haven't seen the Lighthouse. I must confess that I'm not I'm not up with his total ouvre, but like I've seen two out of the three, which is not Meatloaf would say that's not bad. <laughs> Meatloaf would say two out of three, not too jabby, you know. But uh, yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Meatloaf, but but yeah, so I love Meatloaf. Know, I, I think he definitely dialed up, which is it's funny because I think if I remember correctly, Northman compared to his previous films kind of underperformed a little bit, right? Yeah, it it financially didn't do well, yeah. but then at the same time, you know, when you when you see a film like that, I'm like, the punk rock in me is like, I don't fucking care. It, I loved it. Yeah, and I, I thought I, I honestly compared. Compared to the witch, I don't know about the lighthouse, yeah. but judging from the trailer of the lighthouse, yeah. I would probably say the I would group the lighthouse in with the witch. It seemed more like those were art house. Yeah, they were clearly art. Definitely, films, but you can't you can't watch the trailer of the lighthouse and think that it's not an art film. It's mm-hmm. not. It's obviously not like a Marvel popcorn flick. No. I feel like with. With Northman, it's obviously not a Marvel type of flick either, but it feels like he leaned in a little bit more to a narrative that was like there was more as you went. There was like there was action scenes. There was like I can't believe Ethan mm-hmm. Hawke was the dad. Uh, that was another thing. It was like Ethan Hawke's. We got Adam scene, Simmons like, up in here. What up, Adam? But um, <laughs> when 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 I got like I got like halfway through the movie, I was like, when's Ethan Hawke gonna show up? <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, he was the dad. Like, that dude's already yeah. been done. Like, yeah. he's dead already. That killed his yeah. character off already. I was yeah. like, damn, that was Ethan Hawke. I, I don't know. Like, I appreciate that the Northman struck a pretty good balance between, you know, an art house type of film, very mm-hmm. experienced, but then also, uh, it was just like, there was a lot of action. Yeah. There was a lot yes. of, like, um, intrigue. It was the type of thing that would keep people, like, a, it seems like it would appeal to a more broad audience. I'm surprised it didn't do better. And they were shooting it during the pandemic. So if you look at Eggers, he's got the mask on. Oh, yeah, he There's sure does. It's Anya Taylor-Joy. And, you know, we often think, of, oh, what happened behind the scenes? I wouldn't be surprised if her and Skarsgård hooked up because I would have hooked up with her because it's almost, it, it, she is his, his counterpart yeah. because there's that part where he's trying to hide who he is. And she says, you don't fool me, Northman. Hide your gunny. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Like he does, he does pull that, that shit where he, 
he's um you know he's trying to disguise himself. He's trying to be mm-hmm. somebody else. And I guess that's not quite the way Hamlet rolls up in Hamlet. But I, I feel like it was obviously it's not an adaptation, direct adaptation. It was more of a mm-hmm. influence by some of those Shakespearean themes. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, there's I no mean, to be, to not to be in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right with, without the Shakespearean soliloquy. I thought it was better that he just, you know, he didn't say a whole, whole lot. Mm-hmm. He was just kind of like, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to fuck you guys up. Um, the, the scene where he does come in and, like, rescue Anya when they had her, they're like, oh, shit, like, we, we got his lady, so we're going to, um, we're going to, tie her up and use her as leverage when he comes in and like busts her out that was like yeah i mean okay it wasn't it didn't have like those flashy the the photography wasn't like a james bond or mm-hmm. a fast and furious movie but you know it still had that, that like uh dude has balls like he's gonna break in there he's gonna fuck some people up he's gonna get her back it was pretty baller like um yeah all in all very like, more realistic but and the night still, blade like, too though yeah, I'm just surprised because those scenes, what he could more. do with that blade, were wild. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty skilled with that shit. Yeah, and it was, yeah. you know, I guess it was from living with those, you know, like in the beginning after his father mm-hmm. died and kind of ran away, sort of like I get like, like Lion King vibes from that mm-hmm. too. Like mm-hmm. I've been, mm-hmm. been revisiting Lion King a lot. I have an almost four year old, so I've been I've been revisiting the Lion King a lot lately. And so I've, I've re-familiarized myself with it. And, but, but even the Lion King has some of those Shakespearean themes with the, yeah. sort of the Macbeth. Like Macbeth mm-hmm. is going to kill the king and become mm-hmm. the king. That's like very much what Scar wanted to do, sort of a Macbeth type of, of deal. But then, you know, you have Simba's got to hide out until he grows up and he can come back and challenge uh, for the throne. And it was sort of like that. Where it's like he's going to go, he's going to hide out, but that'll give him time to grow up and to mm-hmm. grow up his kills so that when he comes back people won't be ready they won't recognize mm-hmm. him so it's very like i got, got some lion king vibes because when yeah when totally turns to totally. King, scar doesn't recognize him he's like oh no. fuck mufasa you're supposed to be dead and he's all like yo i'm simba i'm gonna fuck you mm-hmm. up and mm-hmm. um and so it was it did have that sort of feel where it was sort of generational like yeah had by the time revenge is a dish best served cold but i still think the reason you go see this movie was for the visual. I think it was, mm-hmm. it was like visually compelling. You could watch, watch it on mute. I mean, the music is good, but you can yes. take out all the dialogue and still have a perfectly enjoyable yeah. film because, um, you know, it's, it's a visual, which makes a lot of sense too for that landscape. You, know, you really mm-hmm. want to see that. that and they shot it in Ireland. Was. Yeah. Because they couldn't shoot it in, in uh, Iceland. But what's interesting is, is, there's a scene in the movie, and you, you know what I'm going to talk, uh, talk about, is when he goes to get that sword. Yeah. And he's confronted by the gentleman who's holding it. And it's yeah. like, okay, what are we seeing here? Yeah, and, and they did kind of, like, that was a little bit, there was, like, some psychedelia in this film, too. It was, uh, mm-hmm. it was very much, you know, you don't think of Vikings as having that, like, mm-hmm. sort of artistic side you just think vikings like those are the dudes that showed up in both yeah and they fucked everything up <laughs> and like they were stabbing everything with their swords and with their dick mm-hmm. there was a lot of mm-hmm. raping and pillaging mm-hmm. you really think of just like that's the viking right yeah they just show up they kill everybody they rape you they'll, they'll throw the women on the boats they'll take the women they'll plunder your shit they're pillaged and, and plundered yeah yeah and and um you know you, you don't, don't you get the sense like like there's a more like uh, I think they did a better job presenting the culture more like broadly mm-hmm. and like rounding and outwards. Like you do have, like you do have like, like a lot of cultures. You have this shamanistic culture. You have um, like rites of passage, and you have like when he went to get the sword, it was like dude, it was like really trippy, and he's got to like fight this thing. Yeah. And again, again, very beautiful to look at, like the photography and the chief that to me is what as well though. Yeah. How they usher in that chieftain's moment with the drink and the and the yeah. visuals and and all the different iconography. Yeah. yeah, and it was it was cool that that was part of it. Where it was like, um, 
you get a little bit more of a sense of like what the culture was like fully. Because you know, the Viking culture existed for hundreds of years. There's no mm-hmm. way that they're just they wake up every day and just start stabbing people and like mm-hmm. they're barely literate and they don't they you just get this idea of like all they do is grunt and stab yeah. shit and kill like stab people through the head and then they only take a break to like go shit and then come back and mm-hmm. like, uh, eat some raw meat. You just get this idea that they're like these like wild northern European savages. Yeah. But, like this film, I think, rounded out that uh, rounded them out culturally. You kind of mm-hmm. some of that Norse mythology in action too. Like, yes. Flying up at the end with the Valkyries and shit. Like what a striking final in the too. Team, like you sort of know. Too, they talked about yeah. that. Yeah. Where people thought they were braces. Yeah. Oh. And their tattoos, actually. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, I did the homework. I was like, all right. Yeah, I figure yeah. you've probably done this. I've only seen the film once. Yeah. I liked it, but I, I, four I've times. only seen it four times. Four times, and you know I you try to savor it. It's like when you have good sushi. Yeah. I try to savor it each time. It's like, okay, I'm watching it with a different set of eyes this time around. Yeah. And then also, one time I, I watched and then afterwards I took an edible so then afterwards I thought I was a Viking I was like where's my awesome. fucking sword I wouldn't awesome. I wouldn't take an edible watching it because then that's yeah. no I, I always used to like my thing was like take the edible on the way to the studio, yeah or maybe like just before you leave <laughs> so like you drive, drive 20 minutes yeah. you get there you stand in line for your popcorn or whatever yeah. by the time you're like just sitting your ass down and like the the Lights dim and then the TV start <laughs> like it's just starting to roll. Right? Mm-hmm. But then by the time the actual movie starts, right? Because it takes forever the fucking thing to start. The previews. By the time it starts, that's the first couple of waves, and you're just like, oh shit. Yeah. And I yeah. made the mistake of doing that before going to see the movie. It. Yeah. Don't do that. When don't eat apples I... and watch it. Oh yeah. That kid gets his arm bit off. <laughs> like oh fuck! Like oh shit! Like when. You're making me think of when I went and saw the Avengers Endgame. Yeah. My friend and I, we had dinner. Yeah. And then I said to her, we can't get popcorn. She's like, why? This is a three-hour movie. Yeah. And then the the um, the live experience, my niece and nephew watched it at home. And I said, you guys, that's not good. And they're like, why? Because you missed out these emotional moments. Like when, what happened, and, and some people probably never even seen it, but what happens to Tony Stark? The room was so quiet, and I remember my friend tearing up, and I didn't have time to tear up, and it's just like, whoa! And it takes the wind out of you. But then when Captain America has Thor's hammer, people are literally screaming. Now that's what I'm talking about, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so that's the type of experience, too, that I'm talking about when, you know, you need to go a movie in the theaters. Yeah, Some films, definitely. I really regret, this is probably off topic of Northman, although I would consider Northman to be one of the type of films that you should see in a theater because of, of, of the photography. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I, I feel like people are moving because streaming is convenient, internet, mm-hmm. and 80-inch mm-hmm. televisions, you know, and, and sound systems at home, and all of this stuff is fairly inexpensive these days compared to what it was 10, 20 yeah. years ago. I feel like people are more opting to watch films in the house for convenience, you know, and also the price you save if you go rent the red box, it's way too much. Yeah. But I feel like um, as a result, the movie tickets are getting more expensive. Yeah. You're starting to pay 20 bucks a ticket. And mm-hmm. You know, it, it's cheaper to buy the movie. It's like going to a concert. Yeah, it's like it's a lot like going to a concert or a live sporting event, and I really regret that it's moving in that direction because yeah. you know, I feel like movies should be that cheaper form of entertainment mm-hmm. you can just take a risk on a small movie because i feel like it, again people are choosing to go see films like Endgame, and they're maybe not taking a risk on a film like northman yes when tickets are 20 bucks a head or or, or 17 bucks a head and mm-hmm. like after you pay that convenience fee on, on fandango it's 20 bucks a person there were probably eight people in that theater yeah. And so I feel like it's unfortunate because everybody will go see an Iron Man or yeah. Avengers or something because they're like, I or Fast and the Furious movie because they're like, these are the major or big budget, like I'm going to go see this mm-hmm. franchise film. When movies were five bucks on a Saturday afternoon, 
like you would just go see shit. It's like I, I mean, it's it's how I did also when I was young. I didn't have kids that was in high school or whatever. You could just go mm-hmm. Saturday. I just have, have time to mm-hmm. kill. I got time to burn. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we gonna go yeah. see today? I feel like um, I feel like films like Northman and probably Lighthouse and Witch. I think they suffer for that kind of environment, mm-hmm. and I think unfortunately it's going to squeeze out good films. Yeah. And you're going to get more fast action. Mm-hmm. Fast 17. And they're going to make 20 of those fucking things. Yeah. They're going to make more Marvel movies. More, and, and more John Wicks. Yeah, more John <laughs> Wicks. And I've enjoyed the John Wicks, but it's yeah. also like, you know, I think even your favorite food, if you eat it every single day, you're going to get tired. Yeah. Of the film. It's unfortunate, <laughs> but, but it, is, it is what it is. And yeah. I feel like, uh, you know, even just Supporting Northman, you know, by buying the the 4K and mm-hmm. watching it at home and shit, it's better than nothing. Yes, you know, like it's it's, it's nice when those films make money. And it's a shame that Northman didn't. I was mm-hmm. wondering if, like, I was kind of surprised too that it didn't get nominated. I, for anything. You know? I same same. Even cinematography, yeah. costumes. I mean, you think maybe yeah. not best director. He hasn't been nominated for best director. No, for like never. Okay, but then so, you look at you look at um. Who's the director of uh, Dark Knight? Um, Nolan. Nolan was not nominated for directing until, um, was it Dunkirk? Yeah, I think so. And so you're kind of like, what? But then, you know, that's that's an industry award. That award is basically like um, uh, uh, the big fuck over. Because you get it. And then, you know, like someone like Halle Berry, she gets it, and then what happens? She makes Catwoman. Yeah, she makes Catwoman. Yeah, like Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser does this comeback and gets it, and Ki Hu Kwan gets this comeback and 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 gets it. You know, and Sino Man guys. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I saw everything everywhere all at once in the theater. It was one of those movies where I kind of wished I was stoned because it just hits you like a freight train. This is, it's not your typical, I mean, there's, there is Kung Fu in it. There's martial arts in it, but then there's these, uh, there's these emotional attachments, like um, the daughter in the film, she's a lesbian and uh, Michelle Yeoh's character doesn't know how to deal with that. Doesn't want to no. tell her father who just came from the old old country. Oh, by the way, this is Joy's girlfriend. Yeah, and th- and it's really about this weird journey of these split realities, everything, everywhere, all at once, multiverses, um, uh, versus something like the Northman, where it's this very vengeful, um, masculine. Um, visually stunning film. I mean, on something yeah. I, I was going to make a joke. Like, <laughs> do you think that maybe it didn't get nominated for awards in today's current environment politically because it got man in yes. the title. It's yes. the North Man. Yes. Like, if it was the North Woman, do you think, like, it would have gotten nominated and, like, fucking cleaned up? Or, or North Person. I don't know. The North Person. But North then, them. North and then bed. you look at... Yeah. The counterpart, yeah. which is Anya Taylor Joy, because even Bjork's character is like a maiden king. Yeah, she must do her journey with you, and you're like, because there's there's equal parts to that. She's just as tough as he is. I mean, when she gets yeah. that wound in her neck from the sword, and then yeah. she herself has these powers, these Valkyrie powers, yeah. where when they're separating she's going like this to the wind and and then leashing this mysticism and then his character the same thing this mysticism with that night blade how that night blade only works at night yeah yeah i thought it was i mean i i thought you know it is it is interesting that you know a female-led film like i mean and i love michelle oh, God. i'm very very happy that I've loved Easy. Michelle Yeoh ever since Super Cop got released over here in like 1990. Yes, I, I remember I that. See, I 
funny to see Super Cop in the in the fucking movie theater. Nice. I fucking I snuck into that bitch. I was like, dude, I wasn't even old enough to buy it. It's an R-rated mm-hmm. movie. I'm not old enough to buy a ticket, but I'm like, I'm getting. My aunt used to, to see sneak us into the R-rated movies. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I loved. It. Yeah. I mean, like I saw Rumble in the Bronx. I loved Jackie Chan. So this was the second film that got released in the theaters over here in the mm-hmm. US, and that like in his resurgence. And it had Michelle Yeoh in it. And I just remember like, wow, like she kicked ass. And then she was in the next James Bond movie, The World Is Not Enough. Or no, it was yes. uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. She's in Tomorrow Never Dies. I thought, fuck yeah, they're bringing like the Hong Kong. And then, you know, Jackie Chan comes over and does some films over here, Rush Hours and stuff like that. Chayun Fat comes over and does. So there was Mm -hmm. this whole invasion in the 90s, mid to to late 90s, early 2000s of all of these Hong Kong cinema stars coming over. And I loved Michelle Yeoh. I was dude, she was in Crouching Tiger. I thought they got that. That film got mad overlooked and I was, I was, it was unfortunate the actors got overlooked in that film. But, like, I was really glad that she got the props, that she got yes. everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. But I also feel like, you know, it's, that, that, that is a female-led film. And I feel like, well, Northman is like, I think people looked to that and were like, uh, or maybe if they'd made that, that movie 30 years mm-hmm. ago. That was mm-hmm. back in the day when Braveheart would win Academy Awards and Gladiator and the actors from those films would win Academy Awards, like, masculine, take their shirts mm-hmm. off people with swords and like fucking you know they get killed at the end and shit like that and die heroically and they have all these Shakespearean themes and beautiful cinematography filmed on location out in you know no no green screen well Northman undoubtedly used some green screens yeah, yeah. there's a lot of special effects in Northman undoubtedly used CG but even still a lot of like Cinema Veritas were filming it on location where they have real actual outdoor sets and stuff like that and so I feel like maybe it's a little bit anachronistic, mm-hmm. like uh, the, the, the it was like made in the wrong decade. Like if Northman had got made 25 years ago, yeah. if it did come out between Braveheart and Gladiator, it might have won the award. Well, also the Norseness, the North, the Norse kind of culture. I think because of where we're in now, because of the white nationalism and everything, some people tried to attach some of that to yeah. the Northmen, and yeah, it's nothing but white yeah. people from Scandinavia yeah. and Norway and shit. Yeah. It's like, you don't have yeah. any black no. Vikings, unfortunately. That no. wasn't historically no. I mean, it would be accurate. great, but, yeah, you know, I like, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I watched it, and, and, and I remember reading that and thinking, I don't see any of that in there. But at the same time, it's like, in terms of this climate that we're living in, yeah. you know, um, I mean, here I am, you know, half Portuguese, half Mexican, and I'm watching this Norse film and, and buying books on Norse mythology and everything. Yeah. Some people are probably like, what the fuck? But it's like, <laughs> what are you uh, doing? It's good, too, because it makes it kind of accessible to a wide yeah. audience. Like, I don't think there's a reason why a black person shouldn't watch the Norseman and love yeah. the film and then start, like, digging into some of the mythology and, like, learn something. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, uh, there's no reason why... Something can't, at least, I don't know, I'm of a, a generation where things could be cross-cultural. And yes, you could definitely. Something, like, I grew up listening to rap music. I still mm-hmm. listen to Biggie and Tupac all the time. Oh. Like, look at me. Hello. I'm, I'm pretty fucking pale. Like, you know, what am I doing yeah. listening to Biggie? But even still, you, you have this, like, cross-cultural influence. And I think, um, you know, like, I think if you watch the film, it's obviously not white national film there's yeah, no like definitely. racial they're not making like a racial no. in the north man no. the only thing is like well okay we're talking about we'll talk about northern europe a thousand years ago everybody's yeah. pretty pale like there's not a lot of no. brown or black no. folks we don't have a lot of africans migrating yeah. up north to scandinavia in circa the year 1100 or whatever the fuck it was so you know you, you get a cast that's pretty you know, uh, cracker is too. <laughs> to a phrase from Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Like you have a mad crackerish film. And I cracker think that crackerish film. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Charlie Murphy. But, um, oh, God, I gave, love Charlie Murphy. He gave me the, in, the inspiration for Mad yeah. Crackers. He didn't say Mad Crackers. He said Mad something else. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, I'm, I'm a white boy. I can say Mad Crackers, right? Yeah. That's, that I was, my I thing. was, I was showing students that clip. Yeah. I shouldn't have. And I showed no. them, because one of them, he had a ring on. And he says, I'm going to hit so-and-so. I said, you're going to hit so-and-so? Yeah. I got to tell the office why. 
I showed him that clip. He was like, why are you showing us this? Don't you think that's funny? Where he's like, tell him out there. And he's got that imprint, right? Unity yeah. in his forehead. Um, yeah, yeah. I sometimes show. I show them South Park if they do the but work. That, they, you know, yeah. Dave Chappelle, the Chappelle show, that was like a very cross-cultural yeah. show too. Yes. Like that yeah. was a show that reached such a broad audience that Definitely. despite the fact that most of the creatives on that show were black, yeah. the, the actors, the comedians, the writers, like, yeah, they had Neil, they had a token white guy, mm -hmm. Neil Brennan. <laughs> but like, you know, this is, a, but it still wound up being cross-cultural. Like I remember living in Georgia and being at University of Georgia when that show was brand new. And like, there were people like, I'm Rick James, bitch, and they were, uh, <laughs> they were paler than I am, put it that way. People running around the street, like, leaning out the car windows on a Saturday night, I'm Rick James, bitch, and shit like that. I said that to a student. <laughs> we were, I let them arm wrestle. Shh, no one from work is watching. I let them arm wrestle. And then one of them wanted to arm wrestle me, and he beat me with the right hand. So I said, oh, I'm going to do the left hand on this fucker. Yeah. So... I beat him with my left hand. He's like, how'd you do that? I said, well, you know, the left hand is considered evil. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, well, you're going to learn in college. You do everything with your left hand below your waist. What? So then as I'm walking off and he says, yeah, I can't believe you did that. But I still beat you the first time. And I said, fuck your couch. That's all I said. <laughs> and I walked off and he's like, did you just said that to me? Hey, you just told so-and-so to fuck off. So come on. It's a shame. That the kids don't, uh, they're not going to get this no. culture these days. You know they're not going to get it. it is they're all about TikTok. It is a shame. And I yeah. feel like there is maybe like there is some taboo about like cross cultural like, yeah. uh, entertainment stuff. I feel like the Northman could have been maybe a little bit better uh, received if it was, if we were in a mode of like, hey, cross yeah. cultural and it isn't yeah. as good. So like yeah. this, this like Scandinavian ass, Northern European ass movie. <laughs> like, because I can't imagine that that Braveheart did as well as it yeah. did because only white people went to see Braveheart or something. But then it's like, you, it, but then also we have evidence that it's not because even Chris Rock, when he was going to work with um, Gibson, he said, "Oh yeah, I saw Braveheart. Of course, I want to work with the bastard." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. It's like, um, you know. I think there is like a broad appeal in those type of films. Yeah. And I don't know that the Northman really fits in with like a Braveheart or no. a Gladiator. But mm -hmm. it does. It's a lot darker. It, it is a lot darker. It is a lot darker. And, um, you know, it, it maybe is more, more of an art house mm -hmm. film than like Gladiator mm -hmm. or Braveheart were. But I think it embraces some of those themes of like um, a more epic scale where the yeah. movie is taking place over several years. Um, you know, where the guy's born from a kid and you can see kind of where his motivation comes from. And then you know, he grows up and he gets to end the Shakespearean themes and stuff like that. And the themes of like, you know, kings and, and, and kingdoms, mm -hmm. and sort of this grand, like trying to free himself from this oppression and brave heart. And it's sort of like there's, I think thematically, if you dig those, those could be like gateways films into something like Northman. Yeah. And Northman could be a gateway film into something like The Witch, um, where you kind of you move sort of stepwise from these from one film to the next mm -hmm. until you're like it's like eating sushi. You compared it to the sushi earlier, it's like sushi. When you first get somebody yeah. into sushi, you can't throw something weird at them the first no. time. Like here's a California roll, bro. <laughs> like here's a California roll. And you start them off real simple, and they're like, "Oh, and then, California roll." Everything. Then you cool. move them to the honeymoon roll, which is really yeah. spicy, and they're like, "Ooh, yeah, shit!" You, you you sort of like you know you start them at the baby end, mm -hmm. in, the, in the in the shallow end, mm -hmm. and then you move them out to the deep waters. And they like the California roll. Yeah. But then they try the spicy tuna, and they like the spicy tuna. So you know, eventually you get them to a point yeah. where they're eating like raw abalone assholes. They're eating like the asshole out of a raw, like raw abalone um, <laughs> anus, yeah. right? It's like even puckering still, you know? It's like, <laughs> it's like doing the little pucker thing still on the fucking thing. And they're like, dip it in the wasabi and eat it. They're like, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I'll eat any yeah. weird shit. Because that's how I feel about sushi. I'll eat any weird shit you put yeah. You want to eat an octopus? Like if you fucking cut up an octopus dick and put it in the fucking, I'll eat octopus dick. I don't give a shit. I love sushi. 
And if I'm at my favorite restaurant and the guy's like, look, this is an octopus, this is an octopus dip. I'm eating octopus dip. If he's like, these are sea turtle testicles, I'm eating sea turtle testicles. Yeah. Raw, I don't give a shit. I'm, because I love, love the sushi and I've embraced yeah. it that much. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, you have to move, move people into these tastes that are acquired yeah. wise. You don't just you don't just like throw somebody like, hey, here's the driest, poppiest IPA mm-hmm. and they've never had beer before. They're not gonna like it. Mm-hmm. But you can get them to that point. Yeah. Like I I'll drink the, the driest, poppiest IPA. Mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. start out like liking beer. I didn't like beer when I was fourteen. Somehow I I didn't want to watch watch the witch when I was fifteen either. Mm-hmm. I wanted to watch were there titties in Brave Heart? I definitely wanted to watch Brave mm-hmm. Heart. I was like watching. I'm like, let's mm-hmm. see the titty. Let's this dude's gonna fucking he's gonna battle everybody. He's gonna fucking cut, cut some people up. There's a lot of action. Mm-hmm. I love it. Won an Academy Award, so my mm-hmm. parents cool with it. Let's watch Brave Heart. So, um, <laughs> get, but then you get into stuff like you can get into art house films. Yeah. But you probably don't like, like jump off like your first movie isn't gonna be The Witch. You know, no. you gotta you gotta build up. Yeah, and so you know, I think that the Northman, I think it occupies a great space, but mm-hmm. something that's maybe a little bit more of a an art house film, general audiences, and something that's mm-hmm. definitely like more mm-hmm. specialized mm-hmm. type of. So I don't know. I think you have to appreciate it for for where it sits. I think it it should have performed better. Yeah, I agree. What did you think of the final battle? Well, well, that was pretty badass. I think at that point. You know, the ending, you're going into that final battle with a pretty good idea of how it's going to mm-hmm. take out. You know, you, so it's not the type of film that surprises you with a twist mm-hmm. ending. It's mm-hmm. not a shock, like, oh, my God, you know, Tony mm-hmm. Stark, Tony Stark fucking died. Like, he got the fucking gems and he snapped and I didn't see mm-hmm. coming in. And I was like, bah. So it's not mind-blowing. <laughs> no. But it's still, like, the way it moves you towards the inevitable mm-hmm. end. That you can mm-hmm. see coming, and I, I, I think they wanted. I mean, they set it up when he leaves the chick on the boat. When he leaves Anya Taylor Joy on the boat, and he's like, "Hey, raise our kids good." You know he ain't going to. He's like, "Hey, do a good job raising our kids." Mm-hmm. You know? And he can and, already visualize it as he touches yeah. her neck. That wait a yeah. minute, and he's like, "What is my bloodline doing inside of you?" And she's yeah. like, "Oh, she's pregnant." I like it. Like we had sex an hour ago. We know we're pregnant already. I love that <laughs> shit. It's like a. It's like that movie, Don't Be a Menace to South Central, yes. with the Wayne oh, I love that movie. from the 90s. And he, like, pulls out, and she's like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> already? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, how do you even know you're pregnant already? She's I like, got no, six kids. I think yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. I got I got eight kids. Yeah. I know what it's like to be. So it's like, it is, <laughs> but it's, like, supposed to be serious. But in the North Man, I'm like, all right, they just had sex, like, two and a half hours ago. Like, yeah. Really? Like, yeah. Like, he hasn't even had a sandwich yet. Like, no. you need to have a sandwich and a nap. No. Recover a little bit of <laughs> your energy. But it's like, she knows she's pregnant already. It's wild. But yeah. uh, I loved it. It was, it was, that part was a little silly. But you can tell that, like, it's moving towards that, that inevitable ending. And yet, even while it's, it's almost more like when you're. Wait, what? It's almost more like music. Yeah. Like, when you're build, building up to, like, if you're, if you're listening to a song it's not like you necessarily get surprised by the song but the way that the song builds and takes you towards the end it's like uh enjoying the shit out of it yeah so it's like i really feel like northman built up to that and and the crescendo wasn't even necessarily him killing the guy that he's been trying to kill the whole fucking movie that part yeah it's it's sort of shakespearean you know the guy Mm -hmm. died but it's really the crescendo is him like riding up to the heavens. Almost. Yes, I mean, that was like, yes. uh, like, boom. Then the movie's over. Yeah. That was pretty satisfying. Yes, yes, it was. Um, and and the music, the way they did that music, yeah. and you because that that was his goal was to do what he needed to do and you know leave, and then as. But as he is dying, he sees Anya Taylor-Joy's character and says, we will be fine now. We are safe now. Yeah. You can go. And so, and then, you know, it's almost similar to that Tony Stark kind of, oh, Tony, you can go now. You can we'll go. be okay. Yeah. You know, kind yeah. of that narrative. Out so I can have your money yeah. now, okay? I'm going to yeah. inherit your billions, yeah. so you yeah. go ahead and pass away. <laughs> 
but yeah, it was um, the first time I saw it. I remember I left the theater and I thought I was intoxicated. I couldn't open the door because I couldn't believe because I'd been waiting for this movie ever since I they were going to film it. I was like, oh, it's going to be Skarsgård and Bjork and wait, Nicole Kidman? What the fuck? But then you watch it and her character is so evil. The way yeah. she kind of, you know, at first, but then when he releases her and she says, thank you. It's like, Sh yeah. shit. That was wow. They did find the most crackerish actor. They found Yes. Wow. I'm actually not surprised they didn't get nominated for shit. We're talking about Annie Taylor-Joy, right? We're talking about <laughs> Skarsgård. Yeah. And then they throw in Nicole Kidman and Bjork for yeah. good measure. Like, that, <laughs> Ethan that is, honestly, I got to wear sunglasses like that, that script read that round table script read when all them people were yeah. in the room all at one time that was like it was like a country shit. music award show yeah that was like whoa that was, <laughs> of, that was that, yeah that's a lot of crap at one table that's wild oh that you don't i don't even think about that until I, yeah wow because nicole kidman nicole kidman mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you, you say the term cracker, I first learned that through my grandfather. My dad's stepfather was from Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, so he would nice. tell us, like, my father had always wanted to take us cross country. And my grandfather was like, no, Jesse, don't take them. There's still racist out there. There's crackers and everything. And we're like, Grandpa, you're a cracker. <laughs> yeah, but I'm here in California now. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Cali cracker. Like yeah, my, yeah. Just like my brother Elliot. Yeah. Cali cracker. Yeah. <laughs> They're built different. Yeah. 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 But see, you're also, like you're, you're from Georgia. Georgia's yeah. very different. My, my mom's whole side of the family is from Louisville, Kentucky. Mm. Yeah, got that whole side of the family. I spent many summers in Louisville. Mm. And there, there's, it's wild. It's wild there, man. Shit. It's wild. Yeah. That's, you know, you go to the right parts of, of Louisville, Kentucky, it looks a lot like the North Man. Yes. Damn, y'all. <laughs> Just you don't go to Florida. Vikings, you think Vikings had uh, dreadlocks? Probably. Probably in terms of, I mean, you look at the different, they had the Mohawks from what I read. Um, but then you look at in terms of, okay, they don't have a way of, if the hair is really curly or kinky, there's no so then oh that's what you do, um, and it and it's not I mean like if you look at the haircuts for instance when he's cutting his own hair, it, I mean it's not perfect it's not oh he's got the jet cue haircut now it's still kind of all matted but then also how he carries himself he doesn't carry himself like this he carries himself like this yeah he's so, you know because he is subservient mm-hmm yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah I mean there was a whole watching it it was just a whole vibe it was like oh my god he's not upright like he usually is he's just like yeah he had this know. whole physical he had this physical presence yeah was like particularly when he was in and amongst he was working for the the, the guy who killed his dad mm -hmm. the king the former king mm -hmm. he was really more of like some kind of land mm -hmm. by that point in time but like when he was working for him you could tell like he was yeah kind of holding himself in a way like he didn't want to stand too upright. No. He didn't want to draw too much attention to himself. He didn't want to seem too much like nobility. Mm -hmm. He was really trying to pass some of the radar until it was time to fucking waste everybody. Yeah. Which is also satisfying. Yeah. You know, you, you always like a hero story where they kind of buy their time and they wait. And then when they finally do, like, start whipping some ass. Yeah. I mean, fucking. Fucking food comes out finally. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about. I'm yeah. Real hungry. I'm about So, would you watch it again? For sure. My wife hasn't seen it yet. And I, okay. I, I need to, you know, like, so something that not everybody knows about me is that I'm half Norwegian. I know that. Almi? Yes. Yeah, you knew that. Now, Almi first... is a Norwegian name. Mm -hmm. So, like, obviously, like, the family name that I have mm -hmm. passed on to my children, you know, it's, that is a Norse name. And so, like, 
to me, it feels like um, I don't feel like a very deep connection to that culture because it was my grandpa. My grandpa came from Norway in mm-hmm. the early 19th, like right around World War One. Okay. And I heard, I heard that he was, I heard he was bashful. Mm-hmm. I heard my the, the the first army off the boat in the U.S. I heard he had, uh, <laughs> I don't know if he contracted some disease when he was on the boat coming over here or whatever, and it cooked his brain a little bit. But I heard that he was. Damn. Like loco. Well, you know, I've told you this. You could be cousins of the drummer from Meshuga because you guys kind of look similar. Do you know who I'm talking about? No, is he from Norway? I mean, I know Meshuga. I think his name is Tomas. Um, Not. uh, Because I've seen Meshuga many times. Um, here, Here is a band... They're from Sweden, and they're named after okay. uh, a Yiddish name, which means crazy. Yep. Here, here's, here's, here's a younger photo of him, because he's, he's a little older now. Wait, where is it? OK. Let me see. Yeah. OK. Yeah. There he is. Yeah. There he is. He is Swedish, huh? No, yeah. we had beef with them or not. But like I was saying, because of the Norse, like the name is Norwegian, we got to have that like cultural uh, awareness down. So like eventually, like I think once my kids turn like I don't know, like six, maybe seven, I'm gonna sit them down and we're gonna watch them. And I think my wife needs to see it yeah, because she doesn't have the Norwegian blood, but she's married in now. So, <laughs> like, you need to you need to understand this is what you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like just just like you know. Yeah. I mean, look if I. I was black, and I married a white wife, and I married my wife. We'd be watching you. I'd be like, oh, yeah. you watching this shit. You need to learn. Yeah. You need to learn. Uh, <laughs> this, is, we're, this is what we're passing down to our children. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? They got this blood. They need to learn. So I'm going to teach my kids. You need to learn. Watch yeah. the North, man. Yeah. We'll learn today, <laughs> motherfucker. Definitely. Where we're from. This is what our ancestors were doing a thousand years ago. They were doing wild, <laughs> wild shit, flying with the Valkyries on fucking... Yeah. On on biking LSD. You know? I wish I could show my students that. I did show them clips of Bruce Lee. Because they oh, did, didn't yeah. know about Bruce Lee. Where I, I work in the south side of Stockton, California. Yeah. And it's predominantly Hispanic and Asian. And so there's this one young man and he calls himself Shupak because he wants to be the Asian Tupac. And he's always saying, My grandfather is Bruce Lee. And I'm like, dude. Bruce Lee died 50 years ago. How do you know that? Everybody knows that. So I showed him Bruce Lee and he went, That's wild. He's so smart. And I'm like, and they're like, how do you think he died? Nobody knows. That's the thing. He took an aspirin, supposedly, and then and then we're left with Chuck Norris. <laughs> I think Chuck Norris can outlive the both of us. He what? Chuck Norris is going to outlive the both of us. He's like 85. <laughs> I swear to God, he's got like at least another 85. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to go forever. That's, yeah. that's wild that these kids these days don't even know about Bruce Lee. They ought to teach that in school. You know what I mean? I play, I play You're clips doing a good for them. Service. Yeah. What I try to do is I'll, I bribe them a little bit. I'll say, look, you do this exam. And I will, and I'll bring my tablet. And I said, we're going to watch a little bit of South Park. Yeah. What if vice principal comes in? Then we cut it. Yeah. Like I played some music for them. And I said, look, I didn't say snitches get, get stitches. But I said, look, if you guys talk about this, then I'm not doing this anymore. Because we did not play. Yeah, we didn't play edited stuff. Like I played Kendrick Lamar, unedited, bitch yeah. don't kill my vibe. They were feeling that. And then they start making playlists for me. Hey, Mr. B. Can you play Deftones? You want me to play Deftones? Hell fucking yeah. And I said it like that. And that's where they're like, whoa, he's cussing. I said, hey, you just called so-and-so the B word over there. Yeah. Let's be real here. Let's be real, okay? I don't know yeah. why they don't, why they got to teach these kids about like hypotenuse and Pythagoras and shit. Like fucking teach them nunchucks. Yeah. Shit. I want to fucking teach them who Bruce Lee and- was. I want them to see... Super cop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, show these kids super cop. <laughs> Fuck teaching them about fucking. Don't teach them about, like, oh, we need to learn 20th century history. Fuck off with that shit. Yeah. And I can't, 
and I'm not good at math. So I have to always use the, the teacher's guides. So then they'll say, well, how do we do this? And I'm like, so then I, I say, hey, who's the smartest here in class? Okay, hey, go up there. But bro, I don't want to. I'll give you some talkies. <gasps> talkies, because that's currency wow. to them. That's, wow, because that's the same as prison. That's the same as being in jail. You fucking buy shit with talkies. I've never I, even. Oh, oh yeah. Can you believe that? I've seen them at a gas station about a hundred times, but I've never even eaten one of them before. Yeah. They always just look like the wildest flavors. Like I just, I feel like I've gotten, like I'm, I'm like I'm too old for this shit. I can't put this shit in my mouth. Like it's just too, <laughs> too much going on with that right now. I, I see a lime, I see a hot chili pepper. There's some fire coming off of that. I can't even. Well, tear my white ass up. I'm gonna be on the all day. You gonna put that in the gas station? Like I'm gonna eat that on like a 10 hour car ride back to Atlanta? Fuck that! I'll be pulling over for 18 times. Be shit in my diapers more than my kids. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's been fun. It has been. It's been a great time. I'm glad we talked about the Northman for like uh, at least <laughs> at least 20 percent of that conversation it was about Northman. I love it. Yeah. All right, Jason. All right. Take care. Peace out, brother. All right. All right later. Bye. Yeah.